Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. It is Thursday, April 13th. It's time for your post-impact wrestling show. I am at Joel Pearl. My ride or die is back. My favorite. My number one. Cresta Stars here. How are you, uh, Cresta Fu Manchu? I feel like I haven't been on this show in so long. This doesn't make me happy. I missed you guys so much. And I want to talk wrestling. What a show. What a night. I feel like I've missed so much. Why is Killer Kelly beefing with Masha? Why is why did what did I miss? You missed a lot. You missed yeah. the entirety of the uh, the Windsor tapings. Well, kind of. You missed you missed the setup, and then these were the conclusions tonight. This uh, this is a go go home impact show for Rebellion. Rebellion is this Sunday. We will uh-huh. have a post show. It will definitely be Cresta Star, and it will definitely be Steven Jensen. I am currently figuring out whether or not I will be at the show. And if I am at the show, I intend to join Cresta and Steven later from a studio that uh, is close by to the venue, if I'm able to do it. Otherwise, it'll be the three of us from the get-go. But join us. Uh, that'll be on Sunday night here on YouTube.com slash Fightful or wherever you get your podcast. We'll have that out for you afterwards. Uh, by the way, speaking of podcasts, if you're here, go ahead, drop a five-star review because that gets us a little bit higher up in that podcast world because... I don't know if y'all know, but most people listen to us over on YouTube or they watch us. I don't know why. I mean, look at this face. Who wants uh, to watch this face? You're, your face you're is great. beautiful. You're beautiful, Joe. Don't talk about my friend like that. No, you're fine. Uh, but if you want to support us in the audio realm, go ahead. Leave us a leave us a review. That really helps us a lot. And of course, here on YouTube, go ahead. Drop us a uh, you know what with the thumbs and the ups. Shall we uh, talk about BTI first? I mean, we can, but should we talk about Humper Chats first? Nah. Oh, wait. No, probably. Maybe you should leave us a super <laughs> chat here. YouTube.com. <laughs> Dollar sign on your chat. Any amount. Get your question or statement read on the air. And of course, that supports us here. If you want to support us a little further, give us a bigger piece of the pie. Go over to humperchats.com. Crest to tell them what to do. 
Head over to humperchats.com. You type in your comment. Any amount will get your comment read on the air. Joe Pearl or myself will read it. We'll give you our two cents and we'll keep more than two cents to that dollar. You head on over to humperchats.com and say, Joe Pearl, we love you. We love Impact and we love FIFA. Now we can get to BTI. <laughs> I took a week off and you really planned ahead for that. Uh, it's that, the that caffeine. Oh. It is the caffeine. I am a three-year-old today. <laughs> I'm being asked in the chat about Joel and Kate at eight. Uh, Joel and Kate at eight on Sunday on Fightful Overbook will probably be a, at a different time as a result of rebellion and uh, and what's going on. Keep an eye out. I uh, just just follow me on socials and Kate as well. So BTI, let's get it. First of all, I've got to meet George Iceman this weekend. I have to. I have to. Cresta, I have to. First of all, he's he's in his ice box. He's in a giant white room tonight. Uh-huh. Iceman is in the ice box. And he says absolutely nothing. He just plugs the event and says Mickey's going to address her future, which we already knew about. So mm. once again, scoops my ass, George Iceman. He has scoops for me, maybe because I was off. You know, I wasn't here. Santino Morella making an in-ring. Wait, when? When did that happen? Oh, um, we're going to talk about that because commentary said some stuff that I was like, that's not entirely true. Uh, and and we'll, we'll talk about that. But and first, then the uh, Parazzo versus Grace thing. I wasn't sure. I was like, I thought Mickey. So I, to me, he had scoops, but I guess these scoops were on the floor. Clearly not. <laughs> clearly we had the scoops. And we'll talk about that a little later on in Fightful Select, where we just mm-hmm. lost 10,000 subscribers once again. Heck Thank yeah. you, by the way, to y'all who have subscribed to us here at FightfulSelect.com. Swingman versus El Reverso. This was everybody's main event wherever you came from. Crest of the Owen 50 sign now has a maple leaf. So clearly someone's listening. I am a fan. And they mentioned that Swingman is a 460 day former BCW Can-Am heavyweight champion. So clearly we can do a thousand. We can do a thousand days as the impact world champion and just make Swingman the guy and have him go against Roman Reigns' WWE championship run. Right? If he doesn't win, over Sir Roman Reigns, the third, eighth of his kind, first of the bloodline. Uh, we will riot. We will riot at dawn in our little <laughs> WrestleMania three scooters pushed by our various Zicky Dices. <laughs> Dices? Dice-I? What is plural dice? <laughs> dice. Anyway. <laughs> so this, uh, this match is fun. Listen, this is a really good opportunity for El Reverso, mm. uh, who is a legitimate wrestler, and I really do enjoy that Swingman gave a lot to Reverso, and of course Reverso gave a lot to Swingman. A good, solid match. Reverso gets the win, rolls up Swingman with a neck bridge, looks good, and of course Swingman does his comedy stuff, low blows Reverso, grabs his tights even after he said that Reverso was grabbing his tights. Uh, just some some funny stuff, and then Dice, of course, gets knocked out during uh, the the closing minutes of the match. What do you think of this? Was it fun for you? I'm thinking this whole time that unfortunately Josh Alexander has been injured. We could have been building to this Johnny Swinger to 50 thing. So no matter who he meets at the top of the mind, he's going to get his butt kicked. <laughs> I can't oh. laugh too hard. My mustache keeps coming off. <laughs> I feel like that's a common issue for you. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know. Don't you just hate it when you laugh too hard or your mustache comes off? Can't say that's something I've ever dealt with. Neither have the next two men in the main 
opening contest on Impact. Kenny King takes on Frankie Kazarian. Uh, this is a good match. We, the winner gets the Hardcore War advantage. I didn't love both teams being at ringside, but as we found out later on, there was a good reason for that. Mm -hmm. uh, Kenny King is in this match, and I like that because he's the one out of the entire team that wants to make a statement. He left Edward Edwards because he said, I need to go and make a statement elsewhere. So he wants to get the advantage. He wants to stand out. It makes sense. I like that. Uh, these two have a really good match. They obviously would because they're both seasoned veterans in their own right. Kazarian hits that slingshot cutter that puts most men down, including Kenny King, at one time. Uh -huh. Kenny King does kick out, so there's some growth there. I like that. Uh, I do enjoy Kenny King going for a roll-up and Kaz turning it into a chicken wing that actually gets Kenny King to tap out. Referee doesn't see it. Myers and Moose appear out of nowhere as all the teams are brawling. They're not supposed to be part of our core war until Moose Spears Kazarian, King pins Kazarian, gets the win. Team advantage goes to Team Bully Ray. And then we get Gang Wars. Brian Myers goes after Tommy Dreamer and shouts, You didn't pick me! Which is like what I would do if I wasn't picked first in basketball when I was a kid at uh -huh. the schoolyard. I would just go after the team leader, beat them up, and be like, You didn't pick me! Tom the bully. That's what I understood. Yeah, exactly. So, what do you think of this whole match? Um, I would like to say that. For some reason, maybe it was just me, but I felt like the things that Frankie Kazarian was doing wasn't like half speed, but they were so fluid. But normally I feel like he's super fast, but I don't know. I Was he in a time warp tonight? It was smooth. I'm not saying anything like that. But normally, if I can compare it to dance, he normally dances like he's doing jazz, the jitterbug. He was doing ballet tonight. It looked just as good. Maybe it was just me. I like that. Um... When did Kenny King want to fight with Bully Ray? Uh, what? Why? And Moose? Brian Myers. Do I, I thought you guys were beefing. I don't know. I feel no, no, like no. I left my children uh, home for two hours and I've come home and the house is on fire. Well, in fairness, Moose and Myers never picked a side. And also True. their heels. In True. terms of Kenny King, King was not out there at Sacrifice when Scott Damore came back. You're right. Gresham, Gresham was, Speedball was, Heath and Rhino were. I'm sure there were others that I'm missing, but I'm almost positive Kenny King was not out there when he did his return. So Kenny King leaving Edward Edwards and being like, nah, I'm done with you. And he joins Team Bully. That made sense to me. That works for me because he, again, he's trying to make a statement. This is the beginning of his statement. He gets the win. Yeah, it's a little bit of uh, tomfoolery to get there, mm -hmm. but he still got the win. That's all that matters with the heels. So it, it's good. I, I enjoy that. Okay. That makes sense. I don't hate it, but also, too, I think it's a good way to get him away from Eddie Edwards because the last time I saw him and Eddie Edwards talk about his family, it's us, heck you, PCO, and now he's like, heck you, Eddie Edwards. Like, wow, Kenny King, you ain't loyal. <laughs> he's there. not loyal at all. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's continue, shall we? Uh, they show earlier in the day or earlier in the evening when they're playing the Canadian National Anthem. I'm trying to think, have I ever been to an impact show where they play the anthems beforehand? I think they're. I don't know. I thought that was like, 
I thought it was like a weirdly American thing where you play, we play our national anthems before everything, but I don't think any other place does that. I'm like, is that just like us or were they doing it for a heel tactic? Cause ain't no way you're going to play the Canadian national. The Canadians are like, all right, okay, I guess, you know what I mean? And then Macklin comes out like, that's a very American thing to do. America and Canada. So and the middle, are like, middle of the anthem. And yeah. Macklin comes out and the crowd boos and they're chanting, you tapped out. And he's like, you're looking at your next Impact World Champion. And this has become my show. Impact is mine now. Nobody in the building can beat me up. I can take out all of you. You're all weak. You're all feeble, blah, blah, blah. And then Kushida comes up from behind and the fight is on. It's a nice little thing because, listen, they have no time to build up this match for the Impact World Championship at Rebellion. They had literally two weeks of TV to film in one day. Uh, or two days, really, but they, they had to make it real quick. So what do you do? You just have them fight a bunch. It's not going to be one of those slow builds where nobody touches until the match itself. No, you, you got to get the heat on. So Kushida comes out. They brawl in the uh, in the ring. They brawl out by the, uh, by the, the what do they call them around the ring? Uh, the the, the entrance ramp? The guardrails. Okay, they, the guardrails. They fall by the guardrails. And then Macklin grabs a chair. He threatens the security. Kushida grabs the advantage, and then security splits them up. But not before Kushida knocks Macklin off the apron and onto the security. So a good little thing to get us hyped up for this uh, this World Championship match. We'll run down the card for Rebellion later on this evening, and we'll give our predictions because, again, it's a really interesting show from top mm -hmm. to bottom. A lot of really cool matches, a lot of like unexpected matches because of these title vacations. Uh, and they're not taking vacations. They have been vacated. So I'm looking forward to talking about that with Cresta as we get deeper into the show. Let's talk about my favorite favorite match of the night. Cresta, this was hot. With a capital H-A-W-T. Black Taurus, Lince Dorado, Rich Swan, and the returning Laredo kid who had ruptured his intestines. Oh, that was gnarly when they said that. I was like... Ugh. He had posted from his hospital bed after that match where he was then sent to the emergency room in Mexico. He's okay, thank thankfully. He's, he's good. He's back. Looked great. Uh, this match, though, this slapped. I loved so much of this match. Very traditional lucha, very traditional, you know, one big guy and three smaller guys trying to take off the big guy. Uh, mm. but man, this was great. The the finish, Laredo Kid does get the win with a top rope Spanish fly over Black Taurus and the rest of the Mataros eats the pin. What do you think of this match? Because, uh, like I said, I loved it. A cat, a bull, and a dragon and a human walk into a wrestling ring because that's exactly what that was. <laughs> I loved every moment of it. It was so good. Black Taurus, I'm tired of him. Y'all got to put some respect on the bull's name. Taurus season is from April 20th to May 20th. My birthday, coincidentally, is May 2nd. Y'all need to put this bull at the forefront. He needs to take it off of Trey Miguel. I'm tired of the shenanigans, but I understand why y'all triple teamed him because you had to. He was really beating everybody up. And even when you triple teamed him, it didn't matter. The Tower of Power where you had um, Black Taurus on the bottom, I think it was uh, Lince Dorada in the middle, and then uh, Laredo Kid at the top. That looked so clean, so crisp. And I'm not saying that Rich Swan wasn't a slouch because he was in there. Because right after that, he followed up with, I think, a splash. It was just a good match. I never am disappointed at an X Division match. And just for this to be a showcase, it could all be X Division matches on Impact. And I would be like, yes. 10 out of 10. Laredo Kid was 
a standout in this match. He Lindsay Dorado, though, he also stood out. And and that's the thing. He was the special guest for these tapings. Mm. They came in, they had him face Trey Miguel for the X Division Championship at Sacrifice. And then he comes in and has a really, really good showing here. Uh, you mentioned that super duper flex. Yeah, Torres grabbing Lindsay Dorado and Laredo Kid. And then after the super duper flex, Torres gets hit with that splash by Rich Swan. It looked so good. The spot uh -huh. looks smooth. It's crisp. And then Lindsay eating a giant Samoan drop from Torres. He went up at least seven, eight feet in the air before being caught and slammed out. Just good stuff. These four men knew how to work together. And I, again, I will forever put over Black Torus as like the best guy to be in your lucha mass, like your traditional lucha match, uh -huh. because he is the best base out there. Yeah, I you, agree with that. You you had at WrestleMania weekend, you had matches with uh, Vikingo or El Hio de Vikingo, and you had uh, Commander was out there doing, they were doing their stuff. There was a match at the Super Show, the Mark Hitchcock Memorial Super Show between Black Taurus, Vikingo, and Commander that I think a lot of people need to see because when you add a third like Taurus, he is the best guy to catch those men when they flip the shit out of the place. Yeah, and it's, he moves just as fluid as they do. So it's not like you've got one lubbering guy trying to keep up with all the flippy dudes of the Lucha Libre style, if you will. But it's like, bro, he's he's just as good, sturdy base. And even if y'all all jump him, it's still very believable that he's gonna be like, get off of me. You're like flies on a windshield to me. You really have to like not injure him, but you gotta injure him. Like, Black Taurus is a menace. <laughs> I just gotta say this before we move on. The, the very opening of this match, Taurus slaps Lince Dorado and it's so loud. I just immediately started laughing because it was just all you hear is like, <laughs> they all just go at it. You guys heard it here first. Joel Pearl laughs at your pain. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, speaking of pain, let's talk about this little hype package for Motor City Machine Gun and Ace of Bays. First, I, I don't need to tell you anything you don't already know. This match is going to be great. Tag Team Ultimate X. There's only been, I think, a couple of these. This is maybe the third or fourth they're ever doing in Ultimate X. Chris Sabin, Chris, I don't know if you know this. First of all, celebrating his 20th year with Impact, he has he was in the first three Ultimate X matches. Jesus Christ. He's had three of those appearances with his teammate Alex Shelley. Do you know how many Ultimate X matches Chris Sabin has been in in total? Take a guess. I don't know. I don't know. 20 years. 20 years of impact. How many, how many matches do you think he's been in ultimate X matches? I'm going to say 40. Half of that. He's 20. One averages out one per year for Chris Saban. That's wild. I was going to say 20 at first, but then I'm like, he's been there forever. He's like, we're talking about pillars a lot. He is a pillar of impact, whether the tag team division, the X division, the head, the world heavyweights. He's a pillar. Chris Saban is one. Impact was built on his back. TNA was built on Chris Saban's back. You know what I mean? So I, ugh, I've only ever seen one X Division match, and this is going to be my first tag team X Division uh, match watch, watching it on Impact, and I'm so excited. There's a chance I got it wrong, but I don't think it's, I think it's 20. I'm pretty sure it's 20. I'm just looking back at Cage Match. I'm pretty sure, unless there was a qualifier that I misread. Either way, he's had the most. Alex Shelley is next with seven total. Three of them were in tag team Ultimate X matches where mm -hmm. his partner was, shocker, Chris Saban. Uh, Ace Austin, take a guess. How many Ultimate X matches has Ace Austin been in? I feel like I've definitely seen him in one. Mm -hmm. So I want to say two. 
three, and he has okay. never won. Whoa. Chris Bay, Chris Bay, how many Ultimate X matches do you think he's been in? I'm going to say two again. He's been in two, and he's never won. This is potentially the first big Ultimate X win for Ace of Bays, and I'm looking forward to that. I think it'll be great because, like I said before, with Motor City Machine Guns being a pillar, a win over these guys – is is always a good check mark, like a good benchmark check in your wrestling passport because they're no slouch, they're no joke. And if you mess around, they'll take the titles off of you. They're not, they're not like one of those, oh, we're just here. No, these are wrestling uncles that'll wrestle you out your boots. Don't do it. So <laughs> I can't wait to see it because they've got the experience and it's believable that it can go either way. I mean, in my hardest of hearts, I think Aces of Bays will win. I think that's the smart choice, the right call here. But if there's a shocker because you're not taking these old guys seriously, you'll mess around again, get rustled out your boots. All I'm saying, there's been a little bit of a bullet club resurgence lately. Mm-hmm. I know AEW's seen some. I know that New Japan has had a little bit of shakeup with this, uh, with with what's going on with Dave Finley and with the LP. There is an opportunity for some Bullet Club shenanigans, but I'm really looking forward to this match. I think you're right. There's it's very much the uncles taking on the uh, the young boys, and I I'm looking forward to that. We'll talk about the rest of the uh, the rebellion cards soon. We're backstage with Rosemary and Jessica. By the way, did you know Jessica is very sick? For a moment. I thought, and that's where my sentence is going to end. I cannot believe you would do this to me, Joel. Jessica doesn't <laughs> understand. She doesn't understand why they haven't gone back to get Taya from the undead realm. And then Rosemary's like, no, it's too dangerous for Jessica to go back to the undead realm. You got to stay here. You got to hold the line. And then Rosemary goes to open the casket, which is like the portal to the undead realm. And then they can't get in. Rosemary can't enter. It's just a casket. It's just regular everyday people lay in this thing forever casket. And then Jessica's like, no, nah, it's got to be the coven. They're using their magic against us. And then Rosemary's like, no, it takes more than that. It takes planning. Like, there couldn't have been the coven. And I'm sitting there. I'm just like, you're basically telling me that Rosemary did it to keep Jessica from knowing the truth, right? Like, this is, this feels like the way we're going. What do you think of this segment? Because then we got to talk about a match. I wasn't thinking that way. I was thinking more that, Rosemary, you're underestimating the coven and you're underestimating Father Mitchell. I took it more that way. And number two, Rosemary, I thought you liked Havoc. So why wouldn't you want Jessica to go into the undead realm? I mean, you think she's going to go hang out with Taya and Eric Young? You know what I mean? Like, like, I thought you liked Havoc. If the whole point of keeping her away from the undead realm was so she wouldn't turn back into Havoc to keep Taya happy, especially because you guys are wrestling together and Taya is now gone. What? Am I missing something? Or you are being stubborn to prove a point to Father Mitchell? I do appreciate that uh, Rosemary is just treating Jessica like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and that Jessica continues to play that up because later on in the match, Jessica versus Taylor Wilde, the match opens with Taylor Wilde pulling out a card. And Jessica's like super hyped up and like super into it. And then she goes to Rosemary being like, look at the card I got, look at the card I got. And then of course that ends up with Rosemary uh, being like, what are you doing? Like pay attention to the match. And then Taylor Wilde just beats the shit out of Jessica from behind. Uh, this is again, a fun match. Taylor Wilde gets the win with a spinning fisherman's neck breaker. And uh, they, they have a really fun spot leading to the finish where 
Jessica's about to hit the Sakichi driver on Taylor Wilde. Kylan King gets up on the apron. Rosemary goes for a spear, but King like kind of doesn't even it's just kind of stonewalls it. She swats her almost. Like, yeah. get out of here. I thought for a minute, commentary at one point, they're just like, oh, and she uh used her knee and got her knee up. But I'm like, I didn't see a knee. I just saw a woman be like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> And then Rosemary went off the top, or went off, went off to the side. But anyway, Wild gets the win over Jessica. They're going to have a knockouts tag title match at Rebellion on the Countdown show. Uh, this was good. It was a good and just like comedic style match because Jessica's been doing a lot of that. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, I'm interested to see where this goes. Where this goes, to be honest. I remember months back we were talking about if this story was going to be over sooner rather than later. And I never expected this to go this far. So now to see that what I feel like they're teasing at a Havoc return, like heavily teasing a Havoc return or something happened where someone turns and Havoc returns. I'm interested. I want to see where this goes because I would like to see a Rosemary Havoc versus the Coven for real, for real, like in a monster's ball. I think that'll be a perfect cherry on top to the end that match. I mean, to end that, uh, what you call it? Promo, storyline, love letter, feud. whatever. That feud? Yeah, yeah, that feud. Thank you. I thought of every other word. <laughs> you really did. I appreciate that. You went through the thesaurus, but you still <laughs> you figured it out. We got there. Uh, I do want to point out, the reason why I said that Rosemary is covering this all up is because back when Ty of Valkyrie was basically on her way out and pulled into the undead realm. She was telling Rosemary, like this whole Jessica thing, it's, it's on you. Like you created this, you know, that she's havoc, but you're Mm. not letting her find this out. So the whole thing is Rosemary protecting Jessica from something, but I think it's from just getting havoc back. I don't think she wants havoc back. I think she just wants to keep Jessica and she's trying to keep her from, from finding out the truth or father James Mitchell is going to take, Havoc if they find out or Jessica if they find out and yada yada yada. I think this is really much like going to end up with Rosemary um, turning on Jessica. That's where I see it going or Jessica loses her shit when she finds out that uh, Rosemary's been keeping this from her. My brain has unlocked a memory and I want you to tell me if I'm wrong. Wasn't at one point Havoc, Father Mitchell's like what Savannah Evans to Tasha Steeles was was Havoc to Father Mitchell. Was it like his enforcer? A very long time ago, I think. Okay, I say that to say, is it is it realistic? Using my wrestling brain, is it realistic? She is afraid that she'll go back to being that even though it was in the very beginning and be like, wow, I really don't want to have to beef with you again because I do remember Rosemary and Havoc before they became cool. They had Omega beef. Yes. So Rosemary and Havoc were in a feud in 2020 when there were no, when when we got into the no crowds era, Mm, we're getting mm. there. And Father James Mitchell brought Havoc in, I think. I think also Havoc at one point stabbed Father James Mitchell. If I remember correctly. <laughs> I love Impact Wrestling. Bless bless you guys. <laughs> I think that's what happened to the Hex. They were on a, uh, a short-term deal. They were not on a long-term. They were guest appearances. They can hop around anywhere. They even said so in an interview with Denise Salcedo. Go check that out. It was very fun. Uh, let's move on. The Edwardses. We have a promo with Lish saying, like, I love Eddie. Sorry, you got to put on the Boston accent. I love Eddie. I don't know how to do a Boston accent. I'm from New York. They hate us. (laughs) You know how to do a Boston accent because of that. Bye, 
Boston with my khakis. Yeah, exactly. I love Eddie. Anyway, uh, she says, when Eddie decided to put the past behind him, I was so excited. But then I realized that PCO was holding Edward back from doing that. And so she did what any wife would do. And that's intervene. <laughs> Boom, clack, I'm in me mom's car. <laughs> I'm like, my wife has never intervened like that in anything I've ever done. She's never threatened to hit a motherfucker with a car. Listen, for my wife, for my husband, if he was being assaulted by a zombie man who I know got buried because I saw it on national TV, the car is the least of our worries. <laughs> Edward, Edward says that rebellion, it comes to an end. And the while the Edwards is a ride or die, PCO is just die. Sure. He's been dead. <laughs> he. We'll get to PCO's little something or other later. Uh, yeah, and chat's pointing out it's 2019 when Havoc was brought in by Father James Mitchell. There you go. My time, I, I don't know what happened yesterday, in fairness. So uh, let's, let's just go on. I don't on. know what's happening right now. Well, how about Dirty Dango versus Callahan and Angels? Because <clears throat> I don't know if you saw this, Cresta. Whoever does the impact on YouTube titles, call that man Dirty Django. Methinks that's the wrong movie, love. <laughs> just to, just to, sorry, I'm just gonna, that's what it said. Hendry and Dirty Django. <laughs> I've never seen the movie Django. That's a Fun good movie. Facts. I enjoyed it. I, I, I like Tarantino. But anyway, uh, so this match this match is fine. This, this is all going for the design versus Django, Hendry, and Santino. And of course, this is all leading to Santino's first match back in mm. first, there's Okay, commentary is like, this is Santino's first match in nine years. In December, and I've said this on this show, I have watched Santino Morella as Santino Morella, not as Anthony Corelli, his real name, uh -huh. as Santino, which he owns that name now. I saw him at Greektown Wrestling, and now I'm going to add another layer as to why this is funny that I can bring this up. Impact announced today that Kenny King at the Monday tapings is going to be facing Channing Decker. Now, who was Channing Decker? Well, for those of you who know, I talk about Greektown Wrestling. Well, the champion and proprietor of Greektown Wrestling happens to be Channing Decker. So Santino wrestled for Channing Decker's Greektown Wrestling as recently as four months ago. I don't know why we're saying it's nine years. If you had said nine years on TV, you still would have been wrong because it was Fight Plus. Anyway, we're getting pedantic. This match is fine. I don't have much to say about it because really the whole idea here is that Callahan and Diener still hate each other and they don't trust each other, but they end up on the same page at the end anyway, even though they lose the match does the design. Joel, I had to say that was some fine investigative wrestling journalism. I just go to the shows, man. They just happen to be cut in my neck of the woods. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I care about the products. Come on now. Um, I thought the match was great. Anything with Joe Hendry, I Joe Hendry moves the way you think Frankie Kazarian should move. And uh <laughs> I, I and I mean that as a compliment. I mean as a compliment on both ends. I love Joe Hendry. Y'all know that. Um, what sense did it make? Deaner to yell at Callahan so much during the match when Callahan's like, Angels needs my help. Isn't that counterintuitive? What is the lesson here? Am I sensing 
a breakup of the design? Is Callahan going to get to a point where he's like, heck it? Uh, what is transpiring here? I don't think we're going to find out until bound for glory at this rate. There's no glory. There's no honor. <laughs> this is bound to this group. <laughs> they they keep teasing the Callahan like problem uh -huh. design with Diener specifically, you know, Every time the Callahan comes out, he goes to do the thumbs up, thumbs down, but he gets stopped by Diener. And that's fine. Like, I like the commentary brings that up and at least starts planting those seeds, keeps us guessing. That's cool. Mm -hmm. But like, here, the, the finisher was, uh, or the finish of the match was, you know, contrips up Henry and then Angels finally, like, gets a chance to get in the match, get some offense in because up until that point, it had been basically all Dango and Henry. Uh, oh, Callahan man. has Angels pick up Henry but Callahan hits Angels as, as he's going after him. He kind of saw it coming. Callahan wants a tag, but then Diener pulls Callahan off the apron and they argue. And then Henry hits Angels with a standing ovation, gets the win. But then after the match, this is where we get interesting. Khan takes down Henry and Dango. Callahan and Diener get back in the ring. They get involved. And then Santino mm -hmm. shows up. Santino shows up. They start punching and kicking. And then Santino hits Angels with the Cobra. And that's fine. But again, I'm wondering, what are we doing with Callahan? Is he going to get the win for his team at Rebellion and solidify his spot in the design? I have no idea. I have no idea. Because I feel like it's kind of getting convoluted. And I mean that in, like, the fairest way possible. It's like, will you guys accept him? Won't you guys accept him? Is he going to turn on you? Is he not going to turn on you? And I'd love to keep guessing. I love a good swerve just as much as the rest of us but it's kind of it's kind of unclear and while i normally like that it's unclear to the point where i'm like i don't know if i i don't know if i care on sunday if you're watching rebellion this is for everyone hearing my voice i want you to look for a specific spot that might open up this match santino will show up he will be wearing his glasses Santino will go into the match and start wanting to fight his opponent while wearing his glasses. The referee will say, hey, you got to take off your glasses. Santino will take off his glasses. He will hand them to the referee and Santino will pretend that he's blind. And then he will do a comedy spot wherein he is swinging wildly and missing until finally he regains his vision without his glasses and the match continues. If it happens, <sighs> if it happens, I'll tell you where I've seen it before, and the answer may shock you. Joel Perel, why? Because <laughs> he did the glasses tease tonight. I like that he did all of that and picked up his glasses. I thought that was smooth, and I thought for sure, especially with the way commentary's been on it for the past couple of weeks, they would have said something. Like... <laughs> In BTI, they were talking about how Johnny Swinger uh, didn't even have his win and how he challenged Jay Vidal. And <laughs> Gene Miller was like, bro, he almost challenged me, and I'm mean. And if y'all know, that was Gene Miller's old wrestling name, Mean Gene me. <sighs> mean Gia Miller. I almost said Mean Gene Okerlund like eight times. My brain blue screened. I'm like, that's not her name. Say her name, and she will appear. Say her name, Cresta. <laughs> By the way, because it's going to be Mean Gia Miller's first time in Toronto, and if she happens to be watching, if you want a poutine tour of Toronto, I'm your man. What is poutine? Lady, are you serious right now? No. Ha, ha, ha. I'm just 
quizzing you. Chat, tell her tell her about poutine, okay? Especially the Canadians in the room. Y'all know. Uh, they're doing a good job of the Macklin and Kushida stuff. They had a good promo that they're making something out of nothing here. We talked about this earlier when they did that that before the show montage oh. that they had Kushida and Macklin fighting. They do a lot of good background on Kushida in this one. And they make it feel like, although he's a random choice for a challenger, they're going out of their way to tell a story where, like, he came to Windsor, he wanted to build a career out of Japan, they spotlight his match at Multiverse uh, United. So there was a lot of really good stuff to build Kushida and Macklin and get you a little bit more um, considering of Kushida. Because at this point, I think a lot of people are just waiting for the Macklin train to come rolling through Toronto and winning the uh, Impact World Championship. What do you think of the Kushida promo, though, overall? I thought... I agree with you exactly 100% there. And I think having Steve Macklin tap out added a completely different layer because I agree. It was just kind of like, okay, we're just going to hand in the title and that's it. I think it puts credibility on it, especially when, um, when Kashida said, I left everything I had. I've been here. I'm just as credible. I just don't go here all the time, but I can and I will. And I have before and I'll beat you for it. I think it's great, but, I am still of the mind that you put it on Macklin. You've been building up Macklin. And if I was Macklin and I somehow lost to Kushida. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I would hate. I would hate. He would be moose levels of angry. And I've seen an anger. No one likes an angry moose. <laughs> they're very angry when they're moose. Meese? Meese? Moosesis. Mooses? Moosei. <laughs> anyway we have uh, another thing is pco we don't know what pco is either and he got a promo i don't know why out in the middle of nowhere and, and god knows where says that he tried to kill him but he will not die because pco is not human and then a bunch of stuff comes out of his teeth and then he steps on other stuff and then he says that rebellion pco will bury edward edwards last rites and then he screams Eddie! but i'm not going to scream that loud right now because i have people sleeping in my house um yeah, anything that about PCO? That promo, as soon as it was over, I immediately went to go brush my teeth. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. I'm going to do that too. And I just, it was, it was, but it made me feel gross. The whole, even I was watching it on YouTube, even the chat was like, gross. I get what you were doing, but gross. What wasn't gross was the promo that Bully Ray cut backstage in the gymnasium stairwell at St. Clair College. Now, here's the thing. The reason why it was so good, Cresta, is actually because it was shot in the stupid stairwell at the gymnasium of St. Clair College because it was an ECW-style promo from Bully Ray. It was really solid. And I don't give Bully Ray a lot of praise on this show. I think people love that. But this was the first – he was on one tonight. He says, "You, you thought you knew who my team was, but you don't know Jack. In ECW, I was the leader of my family. In Impact, 10 years ago, I was the leader of my club. Of course, he's talking about aces and eights. says, there's no leader here. We're all on a mission to destroy Tommy Dreamer and his team at Rebellion. My team is Brian Myers, Kenny King, Moose, Masha Slamovich, and, of course, Bully. So the good hands are out. Uh, they're, they're just going to accompany them to the ring and be the cheerleaders. That's fine by me. I wanted the good hands to have a bigger spot in that match, but... I'm cool with Myers and Moose getting the spot as well. So he continues. He says, they're going to make Dreamer's team lose sleep at night. And he says, Tommy Dreamer, why do you keep burying yourself? Haven't you learned yet? Screwing with me doesn't get you anywhere. You wish you were this united. You wish you had this much thunder on your side. You don't. And this is the team that wins hardcore war. I really enjoyed everything about this promo. It was a harken back to the old days on ECW, on TNN. What did you think of this Crest of Star? All this needed was like one of those old school rap tracks in the background. It's like, ding, ding, ding. I, okay, I agree with you. I don't normally give Bully Ray credit, but I will say having the good hands not in the match means that they are apt for shenanigans. If we're talking experience wise, the good hands don't have as much experience as everybody else on Dreamer's team and even Moose's team before they left. You have them on the outside, run shenanigans, run pass interference, do stupid stuff. You know they're in your back pocket. You have Moose who just likes to fight. And Brian Myers right now, he's just following Moose. Kind of don't like that. I wish he'd have his own little thing, but it's great for him to have something to do. Whatever. It's smart. 
It is smart. He's very smart. And I hate to agree, but you'd be a liar if you're going to say that Aces and Ace wasn't good. Even for a moment, Aces and Ace, you'd be a liar if you said, I never liked it. Li liar. You know what I mean? So a Bully Ray can run a faction. It's just how long before it eats itself. So You're right, Cressa. Nobody likes a liar. Nobody, nobody likes a liar, but also no one likes getting it wrong. Right, everybody wants to get it right, and they want to get it right now. And you can get all of the news right and right now, and not be a liar by joining us at FightfulSelect.com. Bam! We're over ten thousand subscribers. I don't need to give you a hard sell, but all I got to say is CM Punk. So much CM Punk news. I've never, in all my life, I've never heard so many people want to talk about CM Punk in my entire wrestling media career than now and months ago but there's a lot of it over on fightful select along with jeff hardy return news i know that's a big topic of conversation amongst many i had an interview with speedball mike bailey speaking of rebellion he's got a match this uh, this sunday night i got I had an interview with him after the gcw show in toronto a few weeks ago so that interview is going to drop this week possibly tomorrow but either way if you want the interview notes now you can go over to fightfulselect.com we have an interview with Effie that's also going to drop. That's my interview with Effie as far as I understand it because I don't think anyone else is talking to Effie from Fightful lately. But either way, that's going to drop this weekend. But first, you'll get the notes on FightfulSelect.com. And, of course, if you want more podcasts to listen to on your commute while you're cutting the grass, while you're having a time out with your friends, I don't know, just you want stuff to listen to, we got plenty. We got Sour Graps if you want that sour WWE stuff. We have... The list goes on. We have Steven Jensen's Weekender podcast and the select Strong Style podcast with uh, Scott Edwards. And finally, of course, La Pièce de Résistance. We have Coexisting with Rob and Maggie, where they interview someone from the wrestling media landscape every single week. Go check that out. FightfulSelect.com. Five bucks. Get it all. You can pay more than five bucks if you'd like, but five bucks gets you in on the ground floor, and that's usually good enough for everyone. Cresta, will you join us? over at FightfulSelect.com? Hold my hand. I'm already here. Come join us. Don't be a liar, unless you're delusional, like me. Like, this is a fine mustache. But you don't have to do that. You can be a truther at Fightful Select. I don't think you need Not that. a truther. <laughs> you need to add the truther part. I think that kind of made it worse. By the way, Scott in the chat is mentioning, yeah, Simon Miller is going to be the guest on Coexisting After Dark with Rob and Maggie on Five uh, Why? So, that's good. Go hang, out with Go hang out with them. Uh, and by the way, send us your super chats. Get us your Humper Chats at HumperChats.com. Let's keep rolling. Giselle Shaw takes on Tasha Steeles in what was the main event match of the show. Uh, well, then we'll get into the stuff with Mickey James. But Giselle versus Tasha, it was a good back and forth match. There was some good stuff com coming from Giselle Shaw. <clears throat> the breaks uh -huh. of the steals. The whole story here was like knocking the ring rust off. Uh, but at the end of this whole thing, Shaw goes for a denouement on the stairs on Tasha Steels. Tasha gets out of the way. Giselle hits her knee exposed on the steel stairs. Great sell job. Giselle looks like she's dying. It's good stuff. Steels hits a drop kick to the injured knee. A roll up. Jackknife Ben gets the win. Talk to me about this match. Cresta the star. So if I'm not mistaken, right around the time Tasha Steele's left, Giselle Shaw was on her upward trajectory and she was getting more vicious, more brutal in the ring. So 
if Tasha Steeles is going in there with that mentality, or oh, the Giselle saw I thought I knew is the same as wrestling, that was not happening. In the first third of the match, I would say it was pretty even. But by the second third, all the way up until she smashed her knee into that uh, into the steel pokes, Giselle Shaw was beating the shit out of Tasha Steeles for the lack of a better word. And Tasha Steeles, I'll give her all the respect in the world, she was selling like Giselle Shaw was beating the shit out of her. Like, oh, what did I get back into? What did I come back into? Even with Savannah Evans cheating on the outside, Tasha Steeles still looked amazing here. It's good to have her back. I think this is a nice injection to the women's division. And isn't this her first match back or did she compete last week? No, this was her first match back. And yeah, you're right. It was a very good match. Good to see her back. What do you think of the match overall? Because you just gave us the play-by-play. I want the Joel opinions. Like I said, I thought it was really good. I thought they told a really good story. And again, I see Giselle Shaw continue to be really good at this. Mm-hmm. We well, again. I I talk about years a year ago. We sat here and we're like, I don't know about Giselle Shaw. I don't know how I feel about you know what she's up to. It's not great. And then she started putting more into it, and then it got better. And then every mm-hmm. week she's gotten a little bit better. And this story, giving her Jay Vidal was good. Giving her Savannah Evans was really good. Uh, Tasha coming back. She's a great wrestler. We're going to see her come back and absolutely dominate again. But for now, this story was very much about her getting the ring rust off because she hadn't been in a match in so long. These two had pretty good chemistry. I'm not going to tell you it was a perfect match. There was yeah. certain, there were certain moments that was a little slow, maybe a little tougher to to you know plot through the match. But overall, it it did its trick, and I yeah. I really I like that we're just we're getting past it. Giselle does eat another loss, which kind of sucks. But Tasha Steele's getting the win. That works for me. I kind of feel like that won't hamper Giselle in this moment with her losing because I feel like in the grand scheme of her character and her story, she's delusional. So that, that didn't count because she cheated somehow. Uh, she had ring rust and because she didn't know she was doing, it messed me up. But she's delusional, so that's not going to affect her. I think the right call was made having Tasha win here on her first match back. Um yeah, I can't wait to see what Giselle gets into next. She's literally like Team Rocket. She's the Team Rocket of Impact Wrestling, of the knockout division at least. Yeah, so we'll see where it goes. But for now, it was a, a solid match. And then we end the show with, um, well, not not the not the not the best situation. Mm-hmm. Mickey James is backstage as we go to break. Uh, Santino greets her backstage, says, you know, she's the best, and that everyone's ready for her. And then they're showing everybody leaving the building and there this is a very strange way to do this cresta i don't know how i feel about the way that they shot this i understand that because impact is pre-taped they don't want to give it away i also understand that it's possible that they just didn't know uh and they were waiting literally till the last minute to figure this out Uh um at least that's kind of the way it was explained to me is that she did actually just have her doctor's appointment this week um that being said, Mickey comes out. She's in the ring on her own. The arena is dark. There's nobody there. Anytime that they cut away, they're cutting to Deanna Perrazzo and Jordan Grace, basically sitting in the backstage watching Mickey deliver her promo to the camera in an empty arena all alone. And she says, 
when I set out to do the last rodeo, I wanted to prove that I belonged, that I could still become Knockouts World Champion, that age mm-hmm. is just a number, things like that. Says every champion knows that there's a competitor that's a little hungrier, a little stronger, a little faster, maybe better than what you want, or maybe better than you, I should say. And they want to knock you off the mountain. She said she can't handle time. And as a veteran, you're constantly reminded of your age and that you're treated a little differently. It's a really good promo. I'm not going to give you the beat by beats, but she talks about her younger self. Mickey does this. She was 20 years old and she could come back from anything and be able to do this no problem. But with rebellion around the corner and the injury that she has, she says she has to do what's right for the title and for the championship and its prestige. She says she thanks us for the last rodeo and for believing in her, says she's thankful. And then she drops the news. Unfortunately, Mickey James is not cleared to compete at Rebellion. She relinquishes the Knockouts World Championship. She will not be competing. It'll be Deanna Perrazzo versus Jordan Grace for the vacant Knockouts World Championship. And she will present the winner with the title on Sunday. Again, it felt so weird to show we're emptying the arena. We're not going to... And again, I understand for those like us who know that the show is pre-taped, uh-huh. this is how they decided to do it because they didn't want to give it away. But at the same time, why didn't they do it in, as another sit down? Why did what I want to know what went into the decision to shoot it like this? My theory was when you had said in the beginning as well, I think that this was super duper last minute that they may have had something already filmed and planned in case she was cleared to compete. And just in case the doctor was like, no, you film like them leaving to make it seem like you can't do it in front of the fans and say that, okay, I can't compete. I I really think it's that. I don't think it was anything more than that. And I, I also wonder if this means, is she retiring? Because the way she phrased it and yeah. the, the way she left the ring kind of like, not necessarily leaving your boots in the ring, but cowboy hats is her thing, hardcore country. Like, I hope she's not retiring. However, the the way that she, the, the words that she said and the contents of her promo seemed more, more than just I'm relinquishing my title. It seemed more like a farewell. And I, if I keep on keeping on, I'm going to be hurt for a lot longer. And I don't want that. So this was the shot that we're talking yeah. about. She leaves her cowboy hat in the ring. She leaves her Impact Knockouts World Championship in the ring. And, of course, the microphone. And she walks off. No reaction from anybody. It's just there. And it does start a lot of conversation. People are wondering, is this Mickey James? Because, she again, she thanked everyone for the last radio, rodeo. The last rodeo was, of course, her showing the world. You know, I still have it. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, then every match I have will be my last if I lose until I win the knockouts world championship and then she wins it. And then the last rodeo is over. So again, a lot of people are confused. Is this it for Mickey James? Is this, what is, what's going on? Did she retire tonight? Some people are saying yes. Some people are saying, no, we do not know definitively. Yeah. Again, the way traditionally you leave your stuff in the ring probably means you're done. However, she didn't leave her boots in the ring, which is the most traditional of, you know, retirements in wrestling. Mm -hmm. So we don't know where it lands. We don't know where she is. We just know that she's not going to be wrestling for the Knockouts World Championship at Rebellion. I got to echo Righteous Reg here. Like he said earlier, plus professional wrestlers are 
fucking workers. I've seen The Undertaker retire. I've seen Ric Flair retire. I've seen I've seen Jay-Z retire. You know what I mean? I've seen so many people retire and come back. And when it comes to wrestling, that heartwarming that I, I think I've seen Cody Rose leave his boots in the ring in, in the recent AEW lifetime WWE cycle. It I I want to believe that maybe she is just stepping away for this match. I hope everything's okay on a real and serious note, but we won't know. And if she's not, I'm, I know that I'm just going to get work. I'm going to work like a nine to five and I'm okay with that. I just hope she's okay. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I don't know what to think. I hope it's not her retirement. We don't know anything definitively like Joel said, but like if she does need to take time off, it'd be interesting to see her come back. And just beat up someone like have her go Masha Slamovich eight. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna read this tweet from <clears throat> Susie from Ella J, who I host a, a podcast with called The Run Sheet. Uh, if go to any of your podcast platforms, cheap plug, just search The Run Sheet. It's audio only. Uh, Ella said they said sorry, <clears throat> excuse me. They said she was too old to do it anymore. They didn't believe in her, but she believed in herself. They thought a trash bag would be her lasting legacy, but she proved otherwise and reached the mountaintop not once, but twice afterwards. You did that, Mickey James. True. I think it's a very good point by Ella. They absolutely thought that Mickey James was over and out in WWE. They treated her like garbage, but what did they do as, as what was probably a make good? They brought her in that year for the Royal Rumble in 2022. They said, well, they didn't say it, but she said, I'm bringing my knockouts world championship. Come on I'm now. giving you my theme music. You are going to play it and I'm going to come out there and, and, you know, crowd will pop. And what happened? Exactly that. More than a garbage bag. Uh, Dobby the Brain Heenan with the super chat. Thank you saying the way she felt, the way she left felt like a retirement impact uploaded the video on YouTube already. And it only said she relinquished the title. It's not a retirement. So okay. it's worth noting, absolutely. And I see it on, on Impact Socials as well that uh, this is, um, it's bittersweet because again, it doesn't feel like a retirement, but it felt like a retirement. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it was very retirement-y. And I had said this uh, right when we had started that it sucks that Impact felt like they lost their two top champions of their respected divisions, one on Monday, one on Tuesday. Their show was Thursday. So it's, it, it really felt like ill timing. And I wish them both a speedy recovery. But Josh Alexander being out indefinitely. Mickey James having to relinquish after she had the last rodeo run. Whether you like it or not was a fantastic storyline. It was a fantastic goal. And I think she still had more gas in the tank. I think I think she still has more gas in the tank. But. Like she said, time and your body, you don't, you may feel it, but if your body's like, girl, I'm an Oldsmobile. It's That's a point. car joke. It's a car joke. I tried. That's not true. I do so. appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so that's impact for April 13th. Let's run down the card. Rebellion is this Sunday. Once again, we will have a post show on youtube.com slash Fightful on Sunday after Rebellion. It'll be Cresta. It'll be Steven Jensen. I intend to join in, whether that's going to be from the beginning. Uh, if I'm there at the beginning, then I didn't go to the show. If I'm going to be in a studio later on, about 20 minutes after y'all maybe, I don't know, then it means I went to the show and y'all will fill me in on the things I didn't get to hear from commentary, but I'll tell you about the live experience at Rebellion. So let's You're go. You're like our George Iceman. 
Now that I think about it, I got to find that man and drag him down with me. He's going to give me all the scoops <laughs> and I'm going to give him more. Joel Iceman. <laughs> the collab nobody expected or wanted. I let's, want it. Let's run down this rebellion card on the countdown show. It's going to be the coven versus the death dolls for the knockouts tag titles. Who you got? Who's going to win this match? Begrudgingly, the coven, I think that is too soon to end their run. And I think it furthers both storylines. If you do that, I agree. I think the coven is going to retain their knockouts tag titles. I don't need to see the knockouts tag titles start just jumping back and forth like mm -hmm. it's uh, a WWE women's tag team championship. Ooh. Oops, they did that twice. Uh, Sing and Shira versus Heath and Rhino. This is a rematch from last week's BTI. This was a fun match they did last week on BTI. Uh, looking forward to this, but I mean, I, I'm Honestly, I think Singh and Shira are going to pick up a win and it's going to be a little underhanded tactics on their end because they want to start telling the uh, Champagne Shira or Champagne Singh story. What do you think? I'm thinking the exact same thing. Either Rhino and Heath win clean, gore, 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 or Shira and Champagne Singh cheat to win, cheat to win. Oh, that's all. That that was that. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I could keep going, but oh, no, listen, okay. I made an empire singing adrenaline in my hole. So it's true, you really did. <laughs> Drifting to the main card, X Division three way elimination match. Trey Miguel, the champion, takes on Speedball Mike Bailey, who we have an interview with dropping tomorrow on Fightful.com, and Jonathan Gresham, whom we do not have an interview with dropping tomorrow on Fightful.com. Who is going to win between Miguel, Speedball, and Gresham? And again, it's an elimination match, so it's going to be two pins in this match, or at least a pin in a submission, whatever. Two two falls will happen in this match. Trey Miguel, because cheat to win, cheat to win. Um, I think we're going to get a banger, a banger of a match. But there's going to be some shenanigans where Trey Miguel pins both Josh I mean, I mean, um, Gresham and um, Speedball. I, I'm the spray paint to the eye. I see, I see cheating. There's cheating afoot. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I think Speedball is going to recapture the X Division Championship. I think Speedball with the X Division Championship will eventually challenge Steve Macklin for the Impact World Championship, not as option C but just as the exhibition champion because he wants both belts. Watch my interview with Speedball. I He'll don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. I actually, I, okay, I'm team Joel. I'm team Joel. I'm team Joel. I'm going, I changed my mind. I changed my mind. I still think the cheating is going to happen. Cheating is absolutely going to happen. Cheating might. is going to happen. <laughs> might. And maybe that'll get Trey disqualified and thrown out of the match. Because he can, still, again, an elimination can happen if you're disqualified. Get himself thrown out of the match. Guaranteed to have a new champion. I like what you said. I want that makes sense in my fantasy. I would like to see Speedball, who, by the way, is becoming one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Just, just period. Just period. He's 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 great. Yes. 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 Uh, six man tag. The design take on the team of Santino Morella, Joe Hendry, and Dirty Dango. I don't even know where to go with this. Cresta, do you have an idea of the design versus these three? Say his name and he appears. I believe in Joe Hendry. I think Joe Hendry wins this. I think this, after seeing tonight, 
we are going to see the downward spiral of the design. I think, I think this is going, this is the tipping point. I think we are at the precipice of their destruction one way or another. But why would you have your digital media champion lose to the design that can't even work it out? She's a little silly. I think the design wins and Callahan pins Santino. Damn it, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Yeah, I I have a tendency of doing that, but we'll see. I mean, listen, anything can happen in this match. This is just one of those, like, you're telling two different stories at the same time, and they're trying to cross them them up by having uh, Santino and Callahan have a, have a thing going on. You know what I mean? But why would say, damn, that, that makes sense. I hate last, it. Well, last I'm, week, last week they were told, or Callahan was told that if you want to be part of the design, you have to take out the last remaining uh, authority in your life. So the, the assumption is that Callahan took out Santino and now here we are. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna wait and see how that plays out. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let that play out. I'm gonna let that play out. I. I still think it might be Joe Hendry, but what you say makes absolute sense. I'm standing firm on my decision, but I wouldn't hate what you said either. What you said makes a lot of sense, and I still hate that you said that. I get it. Hardcore War Team Bully versus Team Dreamer. It's gonna be. Bully Ray, Maja Slamovich, Kenny King, Moose, and Brian Myers taking on the team of Tommy Dreamer, Yuya Yumura, <coughs> Killer Kelly, Frankie Kazarian, and Bupinder Gujar. This really feels like Team Bully's going to be the shit out of Tommy Dreamer's team, but Team Dreamer's probably going to win in the end. What do you think, Cresta? <sighs> You're right. Everything you said, I agree. I'm trying to find something nice to say. <laughs> It's going to be a match. <laughs> I think it's going to be a good plunder match. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of good, just a lot of like running around the arena. It's really a nice. Just have Scott Demore at the top, yo. War games! <laughs> I don't think you can do that legally. Uh, I'm trying to think of what's the name of this match. I'm getting everything wrong. I was like, Halloween Havoc. No. <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> exactly but that's what you're missing at this point i think the match is going to be good i just i guess there's no stakes in it for me so i'm expecting a good match but i think dave Lagreca is going to show up and kick bully ray in the testicles if that happens i will pop i will pop like a pimple because honestly i still i still feel bad all dave Lagreca did was try to show up to work and bully ray literally bullied his co-worker and then you get to bully him twice a week that happens, I'm gonna shake David LaGreca's hand and tell him I'm sorry. Yo, I'll send him, I will send him some cookies, regular cookies, like some chocolate chip cookies from the store. <laughs> you, you could probably drop them off at uh, at XM or Sirius XM. I'm sure you could just, you know, leave them at the leave them at will call. I don't know. I, I feel like that's gonna work out. Hey guys, my name is Cresta and I'm the Jabroni from Fightful. You have some cookies for Dave LaGreca. It's like, who the hell is that? Escort her out security. <laughs> Peanut butter cookies. I like those. Anyway. You know what? I'll see you in Canada one day. I'll bring you peanut butter cookies. Come out for Forbidden Door. When is that? June, mid-June sometime. See you in August. 
in August. What's happening in August here? No, nothing. August 5th is SummerSlam in Detroit. You want to go to Detroit? No. You want to go to Vegas for Jake Paul versus whoever the hell he's fighting? Nate Diaz? Um, there is a video game con in August. I ain't going. I mean, I don't. How far are you from Ontario? California? No, no, <laughs> no. London, Ontario, Canada. Oh, from, oh that's uh, that's a two-hour drive from here in Toronto. Disgusted. Never mind. Hey, <laughs> my mustache keeps going further and further up my nose. I look more and more like Wario every day. <laughs> I see the chat, by the way. I see the chat talking about Jake something coming back to join the design. Good idea. Go check out my interview with Diener, where I actually ask him about that. That's on Fightful.com. Uh, let's uh, let's move on. Ultimate X for the Tag Team Championships. Ace of Bays champions taking on Motor City Machine Guns. What are we doing? Is Ace of Bays retaining in their first Ultimate X win? Yes. That um, is a solid stamp. I think that match is going to slap. Yeah. I think it's going to open the show, and I think it's going to set the tone for a really fun show. Mm -hmm. Let's go with that. For the World Championship vacant, vacated, vacant championship, Steve Macklin versus Kushida. They're doing a good job of making Kushida look like a credible challenger, but it feels like it's Steve Macklin's time. A little bittersweet that it's not happening with Josh Alexander giving the title up to Steve Macklin, but mm -hmm. who's going to win this World Championship match across the star? Macklin, but Kushida's going to make him work for it. He is going to make him work for it. Make him work. I mean, I don't, I don't expect Macklin to not get stressed seven ways from Sunday. I'm hoping that the chemistry is there. I haven't seen it yet. I'm hoping it's there. We're going to find out on Sunday. But uh, these two have a lot going on. I, I don't even know if this match is going to go on last anymore. I don't think. I think the Mickey James match might. I, I, think, I mean, the women's match might. I think now that we know that it's Jordan Grace and Deanna Perrazzo for the Knockouts Championship and it's a vacant title, and not only that, it's with two knockouts like pillars mm -hmm. this really does stand a chance to main event the show and i wouldn't hate it at all because Same. grace and perrazzo have a lot of history with each other uh for the knockouts world championship jordan grace or diana perrazzo i'm the winner because that match again is going to slap i i don't know i don't know i don't know there's a strong argument for jordan grace there's a strong argument for Deanna Perrazzo. I think that match is going to be great. I always like to go with the chaos theory, and the chaos theory is that there's a screwy finish. Someone who's not supposed to be there, Giselle Shaw's jealous, she jumps in, DQs, it's a three-way at a later date. I don't know. But um, I don't know. I really, I really don't have a pick. I would be fine. I'd be elated if either woman ran. If, I mean, either woman ran. If either woman got the title, I... I don't know. I don't have a pick. I'm the winner here because that's going to be a superb match. What about you, Joel? I have a feeling that we are on the precipice of Jordan Grace turning heel. The only way that we don't do that is if Deanna turns again and we have Deanna and Macklin as the heel champions running impact together. I could see that. I don't hate the idea because everybody, well, if you know, you know that Deanna Perrazzo is married to Steve Macklin. They don't really play it up much on the TV show. But if you start doing that, you could have a really interesting story come up here and there. Mm -hmm. Jordan Grace and Jonathan Gresham, they are, again, real life. They're married. That has been alluded to on TV. You can absolutely do a mixed tag in the future 
with those two as well, with those four. So there's there's a solid choice, but I really want to see Jordan Grace turn heel here. I think I'm ready to see bad girl Jordan Grace. I've never they, seen Jordan Grace heel, and now that you said that sounds very interesting. Deanna has been cheered for the last little while. They're very clearly trying to give her that opportunity. Mm. She's she's beloved. That's the thing. So it's very tough to do Deanna and Steve Macklin, Deanna Perazzo and Steve Macklin as champions because Macklin is very firmly a heel and they're trying to figure out what to do with Deanna Perazzo when the crowd wants to cheer her. However, with Jordan Grace and, and Jonathan Gresham, you can easily... Uh, actually, it's the same situation. They yeah. want, it feels like they want to start turning Jordan Grace, but Gresham is still kind of cheered that may actually that might just be easier is having grace and, and gresham be the heels yeah i'm but thinking that too that. i mean you have you don't you saying you would want to see jonathan gresham versus steve macklin i'm saying i do i want to see a mixed tag with those four with the impact and knockouts world championships in the mix somehow not necessarily on the mm-hmm. line but at least part of the story the power couple dynamic is is interesting to me as a story in Impact. Um, they don't do it very often, especially with two real life couples. Yeah, that have expressed interest in working, wanting to work with each other. There's an opportunity here, but they have to figure out how it works if they're going to do those four in a story together. Otherwise, you can just turn Jordan Grace and have Jonathan Gresham be a heel as well, and have them go run amok wherever the hell. But Macklin and Perrazzo, that's tougher. I mean, I, I've kind of put Perrazzo in the same category, kind of like Charlotte Flair. Yeah, you can cheer for her when she's right, but Perrazzo just exudes heel. She's a, such a good heel, just like how Chelsea Green is such a good heel. I could see Perrazzo. I mean, like, again, I've never seen Jordan Grace heel. So maybe there's like a, a wrinkle I'm missing. But I feel like even if you went heel, Grace, you're not going to out-heel Perrazzo, who breaks girls' arms. Like, she's a heel-heel. So I could see it. I could see it. I could see Grace getting frustrated, saying that this wasn't even supposed to be you or whatever it is. But if Jordan Grace went heel, especially, like, with how she's her physique has, like, gotten super muscly, I could see her, like, well, you break girls' arms, I break girls'. You know how you do it? You know how you, you, you get Gresham the X Division Championship and he cheats to win. And suddenly Cheat the story and suddenly the story is Jordan Grace knockouts world champion and Jonathan Gresham X Division champion. And then Jonathan Gresham can again Macklin's a heel, so that messes things up. You gotta have you gotta have a face in the heel team if you're gonna do this for I feel like you could do it heel v heel because like no one's going to want to cheer anybody, especially with those four. I mean, I think you would end up getting a combination. Okay, not everything's about cheering and booing. If they're reacting to you, you're doing the right thing, right? No, 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 no. no. You got to have – no. I, I, yes, but no. In this case, you got, someone's got to get behind somebody. When it's heel versus heel, everyone's just like, I hate everybody. Why should I pick anybody when they all suck? Maybe because I, I love a good heel. The bad guys to me have – I can see people cheering for Deanna being a heel. I can see people cheering for Gresham being a heel. The only person who's really going to get hardcore booed in that situation is Macklin. Because Macklin's been, he's been a jerk. 
giant jerk. Like, he's been a butthole even. I mean, coming in on the national anthem on Canadians, that's, that is borderline violently American. <laughs> like, that's so rude. Like, I honestly, I see Jordan Grace winning, and then when she's presented with the Knockouts World Championship, Dex Mickey James gets heat. <laughs> so I laugh so hard because I thought the same thing. I was like, no matter who wins, they're gonna they're probably gonna hit you. <laughs> gonna punch her in the face. I like I can literally see no matter who wins. Cause if I'm not mistaken, Deanna got beef with Mickey. Grace got beef with Mickey. So now you can't compete after we made this all about you. Give me the damn time. Nah, you ain't hurt right now. So I can absolutely see that. I absolutely see that. No matter who was, Mickey's getting hit. Mickey's taking a bump. That's happening. That's right. Well, take a bump with us on Sunday. Join us for our post-Impact Rebellion show. We'll be live on the air after the show ends. Once again, Steven Jensen will be here. Chris will be here. I'll be here in some way, shape, or form talking about the show, breaking it down with y'all and uh, taking your questions and all that stuff. We had a blast. Thanks to Righteous Reg and Kate for opening things up. Thank you to Cresta. Cresta, what you got going on? All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm going to give you the rundown. Anywhere you can type Cresta Star, C-R-E-S-T-A-S-T-A-R-R, you can find me. My mustache has had it, so we're just going to go ahead and take it off. I'm just going to be Jafar for a minute. <laughs> Mondays and Wednesdays, you can find me on Twitch.tv. I do reviews of Raw and AEW Dynamite. Thursdays, I am here with myself and Joe Pearl. We go over the post-impact show right after the post-Ring of Honor show. I'm sorry, my brain lagged there with Righteous Reg and Kate. Fridays, this Friday is the last episode of RuPaul's. So I'll be back on my SmackDown reviews on Friday. And this Sunday, you can catch me for Rebellion with Steven Jensen. And that's it on Twitter. It's Cresta, the stars you see below here. And um, yeah, Joel Pearl, where can they find you? <laughs> Not hard to find. I'm at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. I'm here Thursday nights with Cresta. If you go over to Fightful Overbooked, Go over there right now. Subscribe to the channel. We drop content every single day. If it's not me, it's a plethora of other people dropping really fun content. And we have some more coming. I have an announcement coming in a couple days uh, with some some new shows coming to Fightful Overbooked. So go to youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. Check this out. I, I want everyone to check it out because these are different people with different views in the wrestling space that you should be checking out. These are people who deserve your time and deserve your attention. And uh, especially just just check out what's there. Not, not just for me, not just for Jeremy Lambert, but you know, for, for everyone who's part of that channel, go check them out. Uh, and then if you are looking for a non-fightful part of me, you can uh, check me out over on the Run Sheet Pod. Go to your favorite podcast platform and search the Run Sheet Pod. Myself and Ella J, we drop that every single Wednesday usually around 5 o'clock, 5.30 p.m. Eastern before Dynamite hits the airwaves. And finally, tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern, I will be on the True Heel Heat channel. Our friends at True Heel Heat are frequently here with us on Impact for post shows if Crest is not around. So I'm going to join them tomorrow night to talk, or really tomorrow morning, to talk about uh, Impact Rebellion and get them ready for the big show. Really big show. You know, I forgot to say that I'm going to be on this show this uh, the 15th. At 10 a.m. as well. And I don't wake up before 1 p.m. unless I have to muggle job. So this is going to be interesting. That's special. You're you're fun on Drew Heal Heat, too. That's good. Yeah, you're fun all the time. But last time I saw you with them, it was a good time. It was early morning, and I had the specter of Bob Backlund 
So let's get on out of here. I am at Troll Pearl, J O E L P A R L. Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.